0: Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 35. After our weekly segments, we are going to chat about action steps following last week's episode on stress management versus stress perception. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hey
1: Beth, how are you? How is
0: baby? <laughs> she's good. Yes, everyone, I had a baby. Yay! <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing I just noticed is that I was able to get through that whole intro without gasping for air afterwards. Oh my gosh, that's
1: amazing! Because could so, work. It's yeah. So feel, my it's shortness of breath. Feel nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels great. Um, and she's awesome, and I am so lucky. Because last night she slept for ten hours. What? And the night oh before was God. seven. And the night before she was up every like two to three. But I mean she's at this point she's a little over three weeks old. And mm-hmm. so the fact that I'm getting any nights that I'm getting a full night's sleep
1: I'm pretty yeah. stoked about. That's amazing. Holy cow. <laughs> oh yeah. My gosh. Um and I sort of take it
0: as like one personality, two I have an idea of what I'm doing this time around. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. not so much like, I feel like last time when I had a baby, every time, every squeak, every move, I was like, oh, I'm going to put you, put you on your boot on the boob and just feed you mm-hmm. right away. Um, whereas she like, if I feed her too much, she gets really gassy and she doesn't sleep well. So I have to like mm-hmm. be mindful. I mean, usually when she's squeaking, she just needs like a burp or just to be left alone. And then she's fine. So, mm-hmm. um, So like knowing the signals a little bit better, my supply came in really nicely this time. Um, They say the second time your body knows what it's doing, so you sometimes have, your milk comes in a little earlier than, like I think it came in, like by by the second day my milk had started coming in already. Nice. So yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing good. That's awesome. Oh, Oh, how exciting. Oh, that's so great. I'm so happy. Thanks. Thanks she may show up during this episode um right now she's in her crib oh nice quietly sleeping but that could change in a in a moment's notice oh, good so how are you doing pretty good
1: pretty good i mean nothing you know life changing on my end <laughs> um no we've just been we've just been chilling trying to enjoy the summer except um the air quality in Seattle is currently the worst in the world and we can't go outside so that's super awesome oh that's awful I mean yeah I mean I guess it's obviously worse you know like right next to a wildfire and we're not right next to a wildfire but the air is like um it's like orange like yesterday I could look directly at the sun and like it was fine because there was so much smoke like you know in the way like the sun is just like I mean the sun like always looks orange but it's like much more orange if that makes sense like it's crazy like it's just it's just like orange outside <laughs> um and it's kind of hard to explain that to a toddler that they can't go outside so yeah it's been cool that's yeah that's tough i feel like even over here
0: on the east coast this, the weather has been very weird this summer it's like We've had a really rainy summer, and like, mm-hmm. which means the mosquitoes are really, ba- like, the bugs are really uh-huh. bad, and, um, and it's just wet. And I don't mind going out when it's wet, but it's not as enjoyable. And with a with a new baby, I don't really want to take her out. It's either like pouring rain, and we're talking like torrential downpour here,
1: oh
0: gosh, or it's like hot and humid, which yeah. are not ideal. But it'll be fall soon, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, my kid goes. My older one goes back to school. Starts mm. a new school on Monday. Oh wow! Okay, so that's exciting. Yeah, Maybe. that's my husband goes back to work. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: it'll just be uh, just be me funny. and the baby. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, if she's sleeping a lot, then it's actually not not a bad. I feel like the first few weeks were like the, not the easiest, but you know, it just like just chill. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was. I forgot how much they sleep, the, like that first week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and since my first was a C-section, we were in the hospital for most of that first week. Uh, and for yeah. this one, successful back. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. Um, so wow. you guys missed me um, doing my little like praise hands, raise the roof hands. <laughs> <Raise laughs> <the room. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we and we left. We asked to leave early, so we left in twenty-four hours, and it was like this kid just sleeps all the time, yeah, and then. But she's she's awake during the day now, um, yeah, you know, and she cries, like it's not like she's just completely silent. I think it's very healthy for a baby to cry. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's uh, it, it was it was definitely a different first week experience than oh, last
1: sure. time. I know I remember being like, what's psh, this baby thing's easy? What's everyone freaking out about? They just sleep all the time. Oh, wait. <laughs> then then they become mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You We've know, lots of time for that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of time for that one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our real mom moment of the week because we're real moms and we have no desire to be perfect. I wanted to start with mine today and my real mom moment was really just, I guess, a realization that I had um, during this time off and I have had and have plans to work on work on my business to while during my time off and I was thinking that okay you know especially like this next month my do- my older daughter's in school and this one she's still little she'll be sleeping and napping more I can spend some time on my website and spend some time just getting things more underway and make some plans and I have decided that it just might not be the right time for me to do that right now um I love being a pediatric physical therapist. I have a really great setup that I can work as much or as little as I want based because I contract and and I can do that. And I'm just going to – we're hire, looking into hiring nannies right now for that. And it, it brings in the income that we need to live the lifestyle that we want to live. And while I'm really passionate about kind of all this stuff that we talk about here, I think I love – like the podcast has been giving me – like that life and so spending the extra time and energy that it is to be an entrepreneur I'm like I think I'm gonna wait till this little one gets a little bit older like I'm still young I'm 31 years old I have plenty of time to do this so that's that was my real mom moment was just like you know what I'm gonna do the job that I know how to do that I just have to show up for pretty much and when these kids are in school, they're both in school, then I will and we're not school that we're not paying for. Let's let's be real here. <laughs> then I can take some more time and and get get the business that I want to run underway. So that was my moment this past
1: couple of weeks, we'll say. That's awesome. That's so huge and that's so great. I love that realization. It's yeah. Being an entrepreneur for anyone considering it is is really hard. It's not a get rich quick scheme like some people make it out to seem like it is. If if you're having some like self work needs or like any self confidence issues, like try and become an entrepreneur and trust me, those those get ironed out not not real fast, <laughs> but they have to get ironed out to go there. Like it is a lot of yeah, like emotional work. I don't know if emotional is even, I mean, yeah, it's emotional, but like just psychological work would probably be the better thing. So it's like, yeah, that's huge. So I think that's awesome to just realize like your setup is great right now and you're getting the outlet you need. Plus I'm sure there's like, you can bring components of like nutritional therapy and parenting into your work so
0: 100% and I talk about stress management with my parents all the time I talk about I talk about nutrition with them and their Mm -hmm. kids and so I do incorporate it into what I do because I I treat the whole family essentially with it so it Mm -hmm. really does support it part of me is like I went to school for like nutrition and and what am I doing with it but you know I think and if nothing else it possibly
1: saved me on having to pay for IVF so there you go I mean yeah you went to school for nutrition. You went to school for physical therapy, Beth. That's true, <laughs> but I paid off <laughs> longer and more expensive. I paid off those loans already. <laughs> oh, seriously? Oh my gosh! Okay, every time Beth says her age, which isn't that often, I'm always like, "Damn it, you're only 31," and not because not because she looks a day older than that. It's because like, I feel like you're so much more mature than I am. <laughs> I don't know if I already said this before I told you this, but I'm an old soul. Yeah. I'm, like, a hot mess, and you're just, like, so put together, I feel like. (laughs) But that's okay. All right. So what's your real mom moment? Mine is yesterday because of, you know, not being able to go outside. And I actually had someone watching him in the afternoon so I could get my hair cut. And um, I knew that she was probably going to take him outside. And... I was just like, you know what? That's fine. Like, if they're outside for a little bit, like, it's going to be okay. He's healthy. Like, I know she's not stupid, but I just know that they'll probably end up going outside. So, I did not want to take him outside in the morning at all. So, we just went in our basement, and he was just playing super chill with his toys, and I um, just – kind of curled up in the chair and put on America's Got Talent and watch some TV. And I honestly can say I've never actually done that yet as a parent. And it felt really great. And it was great because he really wasn't paying attention to it. He was pretty much playing with his own toys. So, yeah, it just felt like a really nice thing to do.
0: So, after my brief interlude of getting the baby, we're going to move on to our <laughs> tip of the week. So, my tip this week, and it's... Um... I, I feel like a lot of my things have to do with like my husband because he's smart and thinks ahead. And initially with the baby, I was like, no and no, just take a week off, and then I'll be fine. And then, you know, for three weeks until my daughter goes back to school. Well, he decided he wanted to take four weeks off, which was perfect because that we my daughter my older daughter wasn't in school, so he took off and he's been spending time with her. Or Mm a couple of times he's been watching the baby and I've been able to go do like a little date with my, with my older daughter, which has been phenomenal because it's really like caring for a baby is, requires a lot of physical energy a little bit. I think it's draining. You're not Mm -hmm. getting as much sleep, all of those things. But then they don't actually know how much you're spending time with them, you know? Like, yeah, I think they yeah. get it. Like, if you're holding them and what have you, and they sometimes need that. But, like, the four-year-old is the one that needs, like, love and attention and all of these things to, like, make it feel like she's still the light of our lives, which she still is. They both are. So um, that was been really I, – I would just say, like, if there's a situation that you feel like – you're not sure about whether or not to take more time off for, edge on the side of taking off as much time as you can because it's been really, really beneficial and helpful and really great for our, like, spousal relationship, too, to be doing all of this together and to be supportive of each other through
1: all of it. So, that's my tip. How about you? That's awesome. Uh, My tip is... To set up some type of little ritual before you're going to eat your meals. So something just like really little just to get like help get your body in the state, you know, to be ready to digest your food, which I'm sure we talked about this way more in our digestion episode, but it was just something I was thinking about. So like for before dinner, my husband and I ask each other like two things that we're grateful for and we share that. And at lunchtime at work, I've been trying to like do more of a transition from, you know, seeing patients, patients, patients to like sitting down and actually eating. So it's like just taking a pause and just taking three breaths really helps get me into that. Um, and with breakfast, I've been just sitting down with Remy now since he's just old enough and we've been just eating together and, and things like that. So I don't have like an official ritual, I guess, but it's just us eating together and taking the time. And I feel like it's really helped me around my meal times. just kind of have a similar thing I'm doing at each one. And it just helps to let my body know I'm about to eat. So whatever feels good for you. That's such a great reminder. I feel like, especially as I'm
0: literally Mm -hmm. every time I finish making a meal for myself, she wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, so let's eat while I nurse or like what have you. But being mindful as moms, how often we eat standing up at the kitchen counter. Um, it's important so i love that reminder
1: yeah awesome
0: all right. So let's move on to our topic of the week. So last week we talked a lot about how we perceive stress is how our body actually responds to it. And I will link to last week's episode. That was episode number 34 um, so that you guys can, if you missed that episode, that you can review it. It's really important to understand why kind of we're talking about this before you talk about – we're going to talk about some action steps this week. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already, and then come join us again. So Andrea – How can we better perceive our stress?
1: All right. So first I wanted to start with a a little bit of a recap. Um, So stress is most likely to be harmful when you feel inadequate to it. So you just feel like it's just overwhelming. You cannot, you know, handle it um, when it isolates you. So if you, you know, especially I think this is really common for moms. They just feel really isolated and stressed. And then if it feels meaningly, meaningless and against your will, so it's just imposed on you by outside forces, it feels like there is no reason for the stress, nothing is good as good is coming about it. So keeping these things in mind, it's, um, when, as I go through these next tips, you can see how they all relate back to helping combat those three things. And definitely listen to last week's episode, but if you are listening to this and you're like, I'm in a car and I can't change it right now, just super quick recap, the whole point of last week's episode was to state how we can actually change our physiological reaction to stress just by our thoughts about it and how we are perceiving our stress, which is huge because it can literally transform a stressful situation into be um, from one that really can you know, harm your body, which is all we always hear about, to actually one that just builds resilience and strength in your body and literally changes your hormone hormones and your hormonal response and everything. So just your thoughts are huge. And studies have proven this. This is not just like woo-woo stuff. Um, although I love woo-woo stuff, but this is, you know, proven woo-woo. <laughs> um, so the number one thing that uh, or one of the first thing that she recommends. So this is all from the book um, Kelly McGonigal's The Upside of Stress. So if you are really interested in this, definitely get go and read the book. It just says kind of story after story and you know tip after tip on just like ingraining this stuff into you. So it's a really helpful read if this episode feels like incomplete or you need more. Um, so one of the first thing that she recommends or that researchers found was that just identifying your top three values and journaling on them helps you know over the course of the next few um, few days weeks I'm not sure if they say exactly how long and it just helps us shift our view on other things in our life once we have reflected on the things that are really important to us so if you're not sure what values are that is like an entirely different topic so just google like core values. And you'll usually come up with lists. And you can go through those lists and just try to pick three. And usually when you're Googling that, they'll have help with how to pick those. Um, And she does make the point that it doesn't need to be ones that you're currently good at. So maybe you have a value of, I don't know, like loyalty. And you're like, man, I'm not even a loyal person. Like I lie and let people down all the time. Like that's fine. As long as it's something that you would like to be your value, pick it. Like it's whatever seems important to you. And so then you just journal on it, write anything you want about it for 10 minutes, write why it feels, you know, valuable to you, why you care about it. And just this connecting to the meaning we have in our life can start to shift just everyday situations. So um, let's say that, you know, we have to, you know, you're getting frustrated at your child because they're not... You know they're getting frustrated at something they're trying to do and they're not able to, I don't know, like tie their shoes and you've done it for them a million times or something. But And one of your core values is like independence and things like that. It's like, well, that makes sense. That's why you're frustrated about it because you want your child to be independent. Um, and it can be something that's not in your top three values, by the way, but you can just start to like link these things together. So, you know, basically everything that we get stressed about is something we care about. So it's just starting to link that together. Like you're, when your baby's crying and it's stressing you out, it's like it's because you care about your baby and you value family and you value caring for your child. So that's why that thing is causing stress. So just recognizing that can start to shift the way you're seeing it. Um, the other, oh, Another thing is considering the cost of avoiding stress. So it's like, take a minute to figure out what would your life be like if it didn't have any stress? So initially, most people are like, oh my god, that would be amazing. (laughs) But when you really start to think about it, if you avoided everything that was stressful, like, where would you be right now? Like, you wouldn't be a mom. That's stressful as hell, right? Like, just becoming pregnant is, you know, and going through pregnancy can be stressful. Like, meeting new people, going in any new scenario, going to a new city, trying a new food, like whatever, job interviews, all of those things are stressful, but a lot of them ultimately can bring a whole lot of good in our lives. So just considering all these things that stress has where, like where it's gotten you like I mean getting married can be stressful right like who has a completely like stress-free engagement and relationship like that doesn't happen and it's again it's because we care about that person so if we entirely avoided stress we'd be like I don't know living as a hermit and not talking to anybody which just goes back to being more stressful because when you feel isolated you're stressed so that, yeah doesn't work <laughs> um and then and on that note it's also considering just taking a moment to realize what is stress stopping you from doing. So, let's say you are a mom who is feeling isolated and you're recognizing that and you're like, "Okay, well, I do want to, you know, try and join a mom's group, but you have a little bit of social anxiety, so that's really stressful to go out and meet new people." It's like you can see where the cycle starts. It's you're stressed from being isolated, but meeting new people is stressful. So then you avoid that situation. Our bodies always like to stay the same. So even if like being isolated is more stressful than meeting new people, that meeting new people is a change. So your body's gonna like resist the change. So just realizing that, just understanding what is stress costing you if you are trying to completely avoid it. All right, is that all? Ringing in so far. Yeah,
0: those are great. Um, okay. I especially love the identifying values one. Um, I like <laughs> independence, big one. That was a yeah. that was a good choice. So um, they oh, they nice. both make total sense, and I'm following completely. Please continue.
1: Awesome. Okay. Uh, the other really cool one that I love, and it's funny because I feel like I've actually always naturally done this, and but I've always like done it in my head. It's kind of in this like little embarrassing thing I do, and I'm like, ooh, I like when science validates me. <laughs> And I'm not crazy. So I've always been someone who, like, before a test, I am someone if you ask me how I'm going to do, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to do terrible. I'm going to fail. Like, I go through that process. But then when it comes down to it, like, once I sit down to the test, I'm like, I'm going to kill this. Like, I'm so badass. Like, I got this. Like, I sit there and I just, like, pump the hell up out of myself once I've sat down. And I just do this, you know, in my head. And it turns out that's exactly what you should do. (laughs) Um, So... It talks about we, last week we talked about how the physiological reactions that happen while we're stressed, the heart racing, you know, even like some people get sweaty palms, um, like just the, you know, faster breathing, all of that stuff equips us to deal with that stressful situation. And there are studies that are showing that people who have those reactions and actually have those reactions higher, like more pronounced of those reactions, and see that as a good thing, do better. So they were trying to compare like, what happens if we try to calm someone down before a stressful situation versus amp them up and like get them excited about it. And the people who were actually calmed down often did worse. And it was funny, because I was watching America's Got Talent yesterday as I uh, you know, mentioned in my real mom moment. And this girl was gonna go out perform, and you could tell she was super nervous. And Mel B is all like, don't be nervous. And I'm like, Mel B, no, don't say that. You're going to ruin her performance. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's actually, you know, telling someone not to be nervous isn't necessarily beneficial. She still killed it. So it was all good. Um, but she, um, it's, it's actually being like, oh my gosh, it makes sense. You're nervous. You know, it's, you know, that, that feeling you're feeling is actually going to be what gets you through this performance, what helps you through it. And by amping yourself up like that and getting excited about that and being like, yeah, my heart's racing. Like I got this. You'll actually improve again, that hormone response that you have. So, and you can apply this to anything like, if you walk into your kitchen and you're like, oh my God, and I've been doing this now, I've learned this because I, I only did this with tests. It's not like I did this with everyday scenarios. Um, it's like if you walk in your kitchen and it's just like a hot mess and you just have that feeling of like complete overwhelm, it's just being like, you know what? I got this. Like I can do this. Like I, I can make it through this and just pumping yourself up a little bit, like almost viewing it as a challenge too can be super helpful. So, um, those are some. I like picturing yourself, like, doing raise the roof arms
0: in in your kitchen
1: before you clean it. Hell yeah, kitchen, you got nothing on me. (laughs) But seriously, that makes me excited to go clean a kitchen. Okay, not really. But, (laughs) anyways, um, so then... Shifting gears a little bit, so th- this one was pretty cool, and um, I'm not going to spend like loads of time on it, but it is definitely like a chapter I recommend reading in the book. Um, is helping somebody else. So they were they were doing studies. I think they had people at work who were definitely like pressed for time, and I, I think they like you know were giving them a certain task, and it was very pressed for time, and then they took two groups or they split them into two groups, and they gave one of them the, like, task of helping somebody else and mentoring somebody else, uh, something that they were, like, experts in. I don't have the details of the study written down, so sorry if I'm butchering it a little bit, but concepts still apply. And then the other group was actually given extra time. So they're like, actually, here, you get an extra hour or whatever to work on it. And then when they you know, surveyed them and on their feelings of like time scarcity, which they were all feeling, you know, based on whatever project they were given. They actually found that the people who were assigned to mentoring, which was actually adding time, had less feelings of time scarcity. And the the people who got more time didn't feel really any reduced pressure. And I could really relate to this. I really feel like, You know, there's been times when I feel like super stressed. I have all this stuff and like, you know, every now and then people will reach out to me. Like I just had a student reach out to me asking me about my business and I had been not not delaying, but I had emails that I hadn't answered because I was like, I don't have time to answer these, you know, I don't have time to do this, but like I took like 15 minutes and I like recorded a video for her just because it was, had I typed it out, it probably would have taken me like an hour and a half um and did all this and it's like I had time for that and then afterwards it almost like got me feeling really good and I like got a bunch of other stuff done and same thing it's like if I'm in a grocery store and you know I don't know someone drops something or whatever and I just have that ability to help someone out you just like feel so damn good about yourself like it can be the and that's what they say it can be the littlest of things just looking for those small acts of kindness like holding a door for somebody like just helping you know someone that you see struggling with something And I mean, it basically releases the happy hormones in us and we're just able to deal with any stress that we're feeling in our lives better, um, activates our reward center. So it just helps us get through our stuff better. So if, and they're, they're saying the kind of like irony of it is the more time constrained, like almost like the worse you feel, like that's exactly when you should be reaching out and trying to help others because you'll get a ton of benefit of it and obviously it helps others too so it's like a win-win and nothing is wrong with helping someone if you know and it helps you too like that is nothing's wrong with that that's not selfish so yeah just find those small acts of kindness and I was thinking that even as a mom like, we have so many opportunities to do that, I think, with our kids on a daily basis. So if you're like, I never leave the house, I don't know who I would help. And I have social anxiety. And I, you know, haven't been able to meet people. It's like, then just turn those small acts of kindness towards your kids. Maybe that means that you're, you know, reading that book for them the 5000 times instead of being like, no, I'm not reading this for you anymore, or like helping them, you know, through something that maybe you would have, you know, gotten frustrated with him about, like, just trying to show a little extra patience, a little extra compassion there, and being intentional about that. Um, and then the other thing is to, oh, do you have anything to say, Beth? Sorry. Oh,
0: no, I was going to say um, that I, that makes a lot of sense that that makes you, that that makes you feel good because, you <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That makes a lot of sense. That makes you feel good. Because I always feel like a lot of the things that we do, it's like, you can't always check it off the list because it's like an ongoing thing. Like, sometimes, like, cleaning up, it's like, well, I clean up and literally, literally, uh, as I'm picking something up, my daughter's putting something on the ground. And it's like a Mm never-ending process. Whereas if you do a small act of kindness, it's just like, well, you know what? I did this nice thing today. And it can feel like, make you feel accomplished. (laughs) even if it only took you five minutes. Totally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's funny is I want to like pause on that because I've said stuff like this to people. Like I know I've had conversations like this with some of my clients and they're like, yeah, but it doesn't make me accomplish. Like, well, I still didn't do, you know what I mean? So they almost like resist those feelings of feeling good. It's like almost like their reaction to that feeling good is to – to put yourself back down and be like, yeah, well, that's all you did today. And like going into that. And so if that's you, one, I want to say that's really, really common. You are not alone in that. And number two, being aware of that and catching that and knowing that it is a hundred percent. Okay. To relish in like happy feelings or gratitude or just feelings of accomplishment for the tiniest of things like there is nothing wrong with that that is not going to make you like lazy to do that I feel like I used to have this too so I can really relate it's like, well, if I acknowledge myself for like putting on pants today, then I'm just gonna become a lazy slob that like lies on the couch and just watches Netflix all day because like, who am I going to be if like putting on pants is a, you know, accomplishment. And I want to say that's not true. The more that we can acknowledge the great things we do, the more great things we are going to want to do. And that is just like a huge limiting belief, which maybe that can be another episode of just limiting beliefs um, and how they impact us. So just catching that and knowing that shifting that initial thought is actually going to be a really, really important step. And um, oftentimes having a coach like that is what I help my clients with is shifting those thoughts because those can be really huge and ingrained. And sometimes we don't really know where they come. Actually, I would say almost, I don't know, 99% of the time, we don't really fully know where they come from or how to quite address them. Even if logically we are like, oh, well, it's because my mom said that. It's usually not that simple. It's usually a little bit more involved. So, um, and that actually relates to the next one, which is just acknowledging your feelings. So when you are stressed, acknowledging any like pain that you're having, you know, anxiety, overwhelm, just taking the moment to be like, man, I do feel these things. So like even before you pump yourself up and do these tips and tricks, like you can take a moment to watch in that kitchen be like, oh, this is a a lot. I have a lot on my plate right now. And um, you can even think about this. she recommended thinking of Other people who are going through stressful times and not really to compare. It's not about comparing and being like, oh, this person made it through. It's more just somebody else that is undergoing someone stressful, something stressful, who's made it through. And it doesn't have to be the same feeling at all. You know, it could be just something completely different that you know about like, oh, this person mastered public speaking when they were scared. I don't know. Um, And just being like, okay, this is part of the human experience. Like I am a human and that is why I feel these feelings and it's okay and normal to feel these. These aren't about trying to override these feelings or push them away or get rid of them. It's like acknowledging them and then can we shift them to be something more productive? Um, So in that, you can also be reflecting on how any past stress has made you stronger because it, I can guarantee it has, like, if you're a mom, having a child has made you stronger, like, there's no way that's not true. (laughs) Like, um, I mean, just the fact that you were able to go through childbirth, however, the process was, like, you gained something, you know, as a person from that. Um, So it's like, has it increased your personal strength, your appreciation of life, um, even your spiritual growth, social connection, or even inspired new dreams? Like, you know, I had a really stressful first job. And I think because of that, it's, you know, part of the reason why I moved across the country. And now I'm, you know, trying to, well, not trying to, now I have my own business. And I think had I not had a really stressful first job, and just had one where I was coasting along, I'm not sure if I ever would have, you know, maybe in the future, but I doubt I would have felt that push this early on in my career to have my own business. So it's just being able to be like, wow, I'm really thankful for that situation, even though it did cause me a lot of stress. Um, It's what is has gotten me here now. So just reflecting on those things that have improved your life can make it a little easier to see how your stress in the moment can can be helping you and not not hurting you. So those
0: are all the tips. That's perfect. I was just about to ask you if you had how many more you had as we're getting close (laughs) to time here. I don't know, I'm, prob- I'm probably butchering this, but I feel like there's something mm-hmm. that's, like, uh, comfort causes complacency or something along those lines. It's, like, if you're too comfortable in a situation, there's there's no reason to change. And it's, like, it depends on if, you know, comfort doesn't mean that you're content or happy um, with the situation. It's just, like, well, it's, you know, like, like I said, like, for me... My job right now is comfortable. like It's easy, but I also enjoy it and it makes me happy and it does what I need to do. Will I eventually change? Yes, but because it does what I need it to do, I'm not going to change for a little while. I'm going to wait until time is right for that, but I've got plenty of other things that cause me positive stress to make positive changes in my life.
1: Yes, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I do feel like sometimes we have this need to like change everything all at once. And it's like, acknowledge your life as a whole. So like, you can be perfectly complacent and maybe comfortable. And like, I when after I moved here, I chose for a year to work in a clinic that like was just, I mean, it's, PT is never brainless work, but it felt like that, you know, it was just nine to five. Like I had not, like did not, like the second I left the office, I didn't have like a thought, you know, of work, which was, was very rare for me. So I chose to do that because I needed that time. I needed that time to recover from kind of being burned out to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life. Like right now you need this time to, I don't know, raise your children and like be with your newborn. Like that isn't to me, that's not like being complacent. That's being like very aware of, what everything you have on your plate is so like you wouldn't want to be like okay well i'm complacent in my home and i really want to remodel so let me remodel my home and change my new job and have a child and you know what i mean like i don't know like pick one one tough thing at a time or however you can control it like don't purposely go out and change things if that doesn't like make sense in your i don't know yeah. of life. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're not, you know, we're not saying that you should add additional stress to your life because if you perceive it well, it, it has positive benefits. It's, it's look at the stress that you do have and, and make it worth it. Make, make the stress worth it. There are some things that aren't worth it. in in my opinion, that it's like, you know what, no matter how well you perceive it, if you're having stress in your home life, let's say with your partner, you have stress with your kids, you have stress with your job, you have stress with your Extended family or your friends, like if you have stress in every single aspect of your life, and then you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go train for this marathon and add additional stress here too because this is great stress. It's like, Well, may- maybe that's too many areas of stress that you can truly kind of get those positive perception benefits, but stress is okay. We all need it. We all, we all survive with
1: it. And it's, it's, it is important. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're having, if you're feeling that, like you're having stress in every area of your life, that is a point where I would say more than likely um, 99.9% of the time, it is probably a mindset and perception issue. Um, that is, you know, that might be a time to take a pause and be like all right like what is really going on with my mindset and then doing some serious mindset work and and mindset work in itself guess what can be feel a little bit stressful because it usually means looking into ourselves getting introspective and that is uncomfortable so but that is again stress that is so worth it because when you can shift your mindset around these things your life Literally transforms, and you can transform your life without really much change, right? Like you could stay in the same job and same relationship, and you have the same children, and yet all of a sudden, and none of them have changed, but you have changed, and you have changed the way you are looking at things. And literally, your experience can do a complete one hundred and eighty from this life that feels stressful and overwhelming and crushing all the time to this life that you know you are like, I got this. Like, yeah, there is things I have to do because we're all adults and we have things we have to do but it's like i'm really happy in my life like i got this so just wanted to add that that's a wrap
0: thank you so much for joining us today follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions you can find me beth at pizza real eats and andrea at dr andrea moore on instagram and facebook please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review show notes for this episode and all podcast related information can be found at real moms